0: Welcome to Tampa Fishing Outfitters Radio Show, home of the premier guides in CapMel.com. There's
1: lots of good eating fish out there. You don't have to be snacking down on carp anymore.
0: Captain Jason Prieto, Neil Taylor, and Danny Guarino give you the latest fishing forecast to keep you dialed in on the fish. First of all, it shouldn't smell like fish. So get ready for an hour of learning, laughs, and a little bit of cutting up. You chose
2: as your topic fish.
3: Tampa Fishing Outfitters Radio Show. Darts now. now. This segment brought to you by Grizzly Coolers. Coolers that are made to last a lifetime. For more information on Grizzly Coolers, check out their website at grizzlycoolers.com or visit a retailer near you. And welcome to another great episode of Tampa Fishing Outfitters Radio Show. First and foremost, I want to say gobble gobble. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> turkey day. Turkey day. I think I'm 10 pounds heavier. Neil, yourself?
1: Uh, I got a girl in town. Oh, well... So you're actually skipping out on turkey, huh? I'm stuffing it, too. The turkey. The turkey. <laughs> the turkey. <laughs>
3: I don't even know what to say. I guess we'll start the show off with that.
1: Right out of the gate.
3: Right out of the gate. You know, mother, don't even, wait. Mother don't even will, wait for like the come on man or anything.
1: Mother will be so proud. Oh,
4: jeez.
3: <laughs> and, you know, our special guest, I don't even know how to follow that up, is Captain Travis Yaquon. Yeah. And you were Back in the house, week. man. You yeah, are, man. I appreciate it, brother. You were uh, last week. We were talking Tampa fishing. This week we're going to talk. We we'll talk Tampa fishing again. We're also going to talk. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the you fished down in Boca. We're talking, mm-hmm. and you did the Flats Masters, done pretty well with it. Talk about the differences the fishing in there in Louisiana versus Tampa. And, sure. Uh, the one of the main things is traffic. We know that yeah, traffic. But yeah. Uh, talk about the differences and 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 how you know, you've done well in both areas. Um, that's one thing, you know, you're a newer guy in the area and I can tell you one thing about Travis is that, uh, that I respect it. And the few years I've known you is you you put your time in and you're actually, you're actually a real technical fisherman and you, you really, he really gets into it. And, And a lot of guys get into the business and they just go spot chase and see where everybody else is. And they don't actually try to learn how to fish. They try to, they spend more time chasing other people that are on fish and trying to group in on them. And, and one thing about Travis, you can kind of do your own thing and yeah, and I've uh,
5: kind of, yeah, you know, we, I like doing that, you know, finding the fish that nobody else is on. It's kind of one of, you know, I'll throw something it's out kind of a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> if you think you're a
3: good fisherman, go to somewhere where you haven't fished better yet. Go fish an area somewhat like the South shore. Cause I'll tell you the South shore is great fishing. But mm-hmm. you got to put a little bit of work in because there's not 20 boats on a school redfish. Right. It's not going to happen. You might have one or two. And actually, there's times where we probably need two boats to kind of huddle them up. At times, yeah, it, it, um, it would help. But really, it's an area, and, and I think we don't have the the guides over there because it is, it's tougher to get bait. Uh, it's tougher to find fish. But when you find them, it's great. So I've been fortunate to learn how to fish over there and, and so have you. But uh you know, that that's one thing that I, I kinda respect over the years is that uh years of knowing you is you really put your time and you, you try you try to go out there and figure it out. You I don't try it, to man. just uh Go out there and wing it and see what everybody else is doing. So that, that's that's something goes with that. And and in the end of the day, you'll be a lot better fisherman and, and, and be a well respect in the guide business for sure. So oh, thank and you. uh you know, Neil's you're the same way with what you do. You you really are out on a limb because there's not a whole lot of guys doing what you're doing. So you're kinda setting the bar, so to speak, paving the, the path, yeah. Man. Yeah, and and you know, what Neil does is hard, I'll tell you right now. And there's guys that's got in it and they get out of it. They either go to the boat side of it or and uh, so that you, you definitely get my respect from that aspect of the business.
1: But It's uh, my way I like to do it. It's the only way I want to do it. So I don't have any chance, plans on changing the business plan. And it's just quite simply the only way I want to be out there.
3: Well, the type of – and we're going to talk about the differences on charters today too. The type of charter that you offer now is very, very instructional. Ours is more – it can be instructional if you want it to be, but our clientele is more go catch fish. Yeah. And my deal boat, is, go. like, I tell people, like, I guess when am on the phone, they're like, I really want to learn. I want to go with you get bait. I said, listen, when we get on the boat, I'm going to tell you to remind me that because I – and I don't want people to take this the wrong way, but I'm like, if you don't want to learn, you just want to go catch fish, I'm not going to waste the energy trying to teach you.
5: And we get so many people that that's what they, they are. It's surprise. So, so yeah. you, you can't fight it, you know. You actually – kind of overexert yourself and it it, it kind of counteracts a, a positive impact because they're not as serious as sure you know about it as, as you may be but uh well and, and neil's clientele
3: i would think is opposite a lot of them guys want to learn they're yeah. they're out there for the learning experience to learn the tricks
1: a majority of them yes especially the locals you, yeah they have some people from out of state where. They don't need to learn everything about these species we have because they're only coming down once a year. More of
5: an experience, as opposed to. And it is
1: more about just catching the fish on the Do you some ever just trips. say,
5: okay, just do this?
3: Or do you try to teach every client?
1: I pretty much, uh, every client's going to get a certain amount of instruction. But
3: you have to because you're throwing a fish. That's supposed
1: to get nerdy. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I get
3: people to the point where I'm like, you know, they're casting. I'm like, all right, here, just let me cast it because you're going to hang up on somebody's dock or something. Yeah.
5: That's where, I, that's where I take my hat hat off to that. And I, you know, I run quite a few artificial trips in the wintertime, especially when the redfish bite's good. Mm-hmm. But to to consistently throughout the year throw artificials, me personally, I'm fine. I go out there and do it all day. Mm-hmm. But to take a paying client out there and put him on fish. It's frustrating. Hats off to, you know, Neil over here. Because yeah. really, you, you've got two sides of it. Not only do you have to find the fish, but you also have to teach an angler how to work an artificial lure in a manner that they're going to actually be, you know, productive. And so, you know, I, I, throw my hat off to you for that, brother. Yeah. Well, and you know, too,
3: and, and, and Travis, you'll, you'll, I know you'll vouch for me this. Uh, you get on a school of redfish. If you can have two anglers in the boat that can throw a mirror Dean. Oh, I'll put the, I won't even chump. You can keep, well, you ever get on a school of reds to where they're moving, they're eating everything. Yep. I, artificials is easier because they're moving so fast. If I can keep my eye, if I know that I've got an angler that can throw at twelve o'clock, eleven o'clock, or one o'clock, hit that school right, run it, hook up, and I can keep my eye on that fish before they dip down. We're going to catch fish. And all the key day is long. put
5: is being in the strike zone for as long as possible. And with an artificial lure, sometimes you can be because you can you can throw, retrieve quicker, and be back in the strike zone. You can also cast it further. So it, yeah.
1: You can throw a lure a lot harder with, with your baits. If you try and mm-hmm. throw it the same strength you do a lure, the bait's probably going well, f- to fall. Well, especially
3: September's a great month for redfish. Problem is, September, the bait's small. Yeah. So mm-hmm. now you got, and then you're, cha- if you're on the trolling motor tracing the school, your bait's dead by the time you get, you know, it's, yeah. it's hard to keep everything where the artificial's never dead as long as you get moving. Oh, and,
5: you know, we talked about this, you know, a couple months ago and the same, exactly. I have, I was on some schools of redfish and, Early in the day, we got them all on, you know, live bait. As the tide fell, the fish started to knot up and get into schools, and they become more active. They start moving more. They're actually they're feeding. They're, they're all getting in a group, and they're pushing them mowing across a flat. And it was so tough, you couldn't stop the fish. Earlier in the day, we could set them down in a pothole. Same school of fish. Later in the day, they got up and moved, and I literally cut all the circle hooks off, put jig heads on and soft plastics, we caught more fish in the last hour of the day on the same school of fish than we had in 3 or 4 hours of fishing them on live bait. Well, and it's just uh, because we adjusted and made that call, I mean we we did really well and so, you know, uh, to attest to that point, you're exactly right, you know, being able to throw farther, being able to, you know, keep it in the strike zone, throw against the wind, right. not throw a bait off, you know, all those things when you add it up if you if you said I had 10 casts with, with live bait, you might produce two fish if I had ten casts with artificial. You might produce five or six.
3: Mm-hmm. The only plus to to uh, live bait in that situation is you can hold the fish sometimes. It,
5: yeah, if they if you can get them to stop.
3: If that, but on the south shore, for whatever reason, the schools of reds that we have, they don't hardly ever stop. It, like they're freaking going. I mean, they just yeah, don't,
5: and it's and 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 what people don't realize or a lot of people don't realize too, and I know you do, is is when a school of redfish doesn't want to come off of a flat. In other words, they don't want to, what I would call, hunker down and lay down in a hole and settle down, chances are you won't stop them. You may get them to boil in the front of your boat for a second. For about 30 but seconds. But they're going to keep, it. and you may you may hook up two or three fish, but that school is going to keep moving because they don't have the depth to stop. You know, we, we'll put them in holes. You know, we'll get up and you'll see the school coming, and you may not approach the school and chum, but you may chum a hole that they're going to come across and lay them down, you know. And I think that's a that's a for us live bait guys or you know boat guys, that's kind of our philosophy on doing it, you know. But uh but definitely when they're up artificial artificial's the, the way to go.
3: Well guys, don't forget catmell.com, the official website of the radio show. We'll have uh the podcast from last week we we're talking uh Travis is talking uh redfish in Tampa Bay and other species. We're gonna have that up. Um and also don't forget. Facebook.com slash Tampa Fishing Outfitters Radio. If you miss the show on Sunday, you can catch us any place with an internet connection or a computer. Right now, I'm gonna take a little break. When we get back and we'll be talking more fishing all the way down south to Bugger Grand with Captain Travis Jacob and Neil Taylor is gonna give us his comments if we only know what they are. Do listen to Tampa Fishing Radio Tampa Fishing Outfitters Radio on Sports Talk 10 for the team. We'll be right back. Jason Prieto here, and if you're in the market for a new boat, I can't think of a better choice than Canyon Bay Boats. From their 2470 with its huge front deck to the popular 2400 with its full transom and offshore capabilities, they have the perfect boat for you. Each boat is custom built to fit your fishing style, and they have an option list that will make any angler glad they chose Canyon Bay. If you would like more information on Canyon Bay, check out their website at www.canyonbayboats.com Or just give them a call for a sea trial at 727-639-7584. Captain Jason Prieto here, and if you're in the market for a new boat, I can't think of a better choice than Canyon Bay Boats. From their 2470 with its huge front deck to the popular 2400 with its full transom and offshore capabilities, they have the perfect boat for you. Each boat is custom built to fit your fishing style and they have an option list that will make any angler glad they chose Canyon Bay. If you like more information on Canyon Bay, check out their website at www.canyonbayboats.com or just give them a call for a sea trial at 727-639-7584.
0: Introducing Finn, the world's first situational spectra fiber fishing line with four different braids to choose from. Wind Tamer for windy conditions and put an end to wind knots. Shock Absorbing for more stretch on those big bites. Original PRT for overall power and performance. And the new Extra Smooth. The strongest, smoothest braid in the market. Get the world's first Situational Spectra Braid. Fins.
1: The tides and weather are brought to you by Werner Paddle. For decades, Werner paddles have been handcrafted in the USA, making great paddles for kayak anglers. If you're looking for a new paddle, look to Werner and try one today, because a great fishing paddle is a great paddling paddle. Go to WernerPaddles.com to locate a dealer near you.
3: And welcome back to our second segment of the show. Captain Neil Taylor, I'm sorry. I just called you captain. Captain Travis Jakel. That's him. The kayak maniac. <laughs> the <laughs> kayak maniac, Neil Taylor. I like it.
1: And you, I've got some comments.
3: Oh, no. You, there's no way. <laughs> there's no way. Come on, Neil. We should do a comment
5: or a segment. Come on, Neil. <laughs> Come on, Neil. There you go. I'm-
3: Travis been on the show two episodes. He's already come up. With it, some pretty, good stuff. it kind
5: of
1: varies week to week which segment it is, but we pretty much already do that.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's Neil. It's Neil's. Come on, man. It can
1: come at any time.
3: <laughs> uh, and we're talking. Well, guys, we're talking fishing with Captain Travis Jagel and Neil Taylor's in here. Myself, Captain Jason Prieto. Uh, this week we're kind of breaking down a little bit, and we talk Tampa fishing every week in here. And obviously, it varies based on the time of year and what we're catching. We try to give you guys the latest tips and techniques of what's working because it does change from week to week. This week, Travis, you fish a lot down in Boca Grande. We do, and uh, for you do a lot of tournament fishing, which I fish down there some. You do more than I do for sure, um, and you also fish in Louisiana some for mm-hmm. tournament fishing. Uh, I, I think you know this show. I'd like to talk about the, the the differences. And the similarities of the areas versus what we have here. And, you know, just kind of break down what you see different and... Uh, kind of what we do, how we do what it. What you do yeah. and how you do it. And, and and you know, I will say this. I've fished Boca Grande. I don't fish as much as you have. Uh, I've learned some this year. And I, I really wish I could have pre-fished with my partner. He got the chance to go down there and fish four days. Um, I will say, them guys fish different i wouldn't call it unethical but some of the stuff they do with it's clients a, yeah i mean in, in
5: you know
3: running aground there is not an uncommon thing
5: that's claiming that's claiming your spot man <laughs> yeah it, um you know more in particular you know i'd say you know let's call it charlotte harbor you know we we did fish at, you know in boca grand which is the, the kind of the the north uh northwest wind or end of of Charlotte Harbor, but, you know, you know, topography wise, you kind of got Boca Grande to the north, you got Pine Island to the south, and you got, you know, what most people would call Punta Gorda, or, you know, the east side, uh, back towards the east, southeast. Um, and But in general, the whole area down south, let's call it, uh, Port Charlotte, is um, stretched with, you know, massive flats, you know, unlike, you know, what we have up here, where we We're a little bit of a uh, a deep bay, if you will, and we've got. When I say shallow flats, I'm not talking about literally the 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 depth the depth of the flat, but how far it actually stretches out from what we'd say the bushes, okay, or from the mangroves before you get to five, six, seven foot. And and down south, you've got areas where, uh, let's say, comparative to the South Shore, where if you were to run from say Cockroach to Port Manatee, okay. A pretty good comparison of that, where you have the mangroves, we have an inside bar, and then you got like more like an outside bar. Um, Take that and multiply it by two widths. That's kind of what all of Port Charlotte is. It's got a ton of flats. It's it's got a ton of flats. Whereas, you know, up here, you know, a lot of the places you can't run, you can't run a big motor, you can't burn the flats up. Well, when you get down south, that's kind of the advantage. So everybody can run backcountry everybody can run the flats everybody can you know sort of scout around islands in shallow water and get up there on those flats and so it, it makes it a little bit different in the way that you would approach fishing you know in terms of scouting an area out and things like that and it, it um it's in some ways it's bad some ways it's good uh, but it, it in in any way it's different you know up here, different. up here we end up you know I would say we fish a little more as opposed to running around and scouting in a tower boat and things like that. And I'm not knocking it because we do, you know, as a team, red fishing, and and I run a handful of charters down there. We do the same thing, but um, it's a little more acceptable down there, and it's it's a lot more illegal down there. <laughs> yeah. Well, um,
4: you have a
3: vast amount of flats in an area that's nowhere near populated like tampa bay. right you know if we had people doing what they do down there you you would have
5: we just don't have we don't in, have in, the, the and we've talked about it and i keep using the word depth and i'm i'm using it in various ways but and, and i'll use it in this way when i say there's there's limited amount of depth in tampa bay in terms of how far you can get back country you know most of the most of the interior mangroves on the insides of the bay, there's no depth to go back three or four islands, or you know, back up in a creek and around into a pothole. Cockroach Bay's got probably the most depth. Cockroach and like Joe's Island. When you get into Port Charlotte and Charlotte Harbor, I mean, Bull Bay, Turtle Bay, Pine Island, you know, back down towards Eusepa Cabbage Key, that you can be is, lost for days. That stuff is and, probably
3: as big as to give listeners an idea. And quote me if I'm wrong. It's probably as big. It's like making the whole lower part of Tampa Bay a flat.
5: Right. You know, like
3: taking the shipping channel from, so let's say, Pinellas Point all the way over to Port Manatee. Right. That would be a flat. Right. And making holes. and making
5: it a flat with potholes and troughs and and sandbars and you know blowouts and and dips and valleys and things like that. And so, comparison to Tampa Bay to Port Charlotte, that's what I that's what I would see is there's vast flats. Depth in terms of getting back country, getting behind two or three islands and finding a pothole, you know, getting behind an island where it rips and you can really get some good current flow on an outgoing or incoming tide. Um, uh, And then, you know, so that's kind of what I'd look at for for Tampa and uh, Port Charlotte. But when you go to Louisiana, I mean, it's a complete, complete 180. I mean, I've never seen anything. That compares to it in my life, with the exception of going farther, like Texas. You know, Mississippi is the same kind of way, but it's that it's that whole water bayou Creole, you know, mud bottom, dirty water, and just gigantic redfish. Right. It, it's it's a really interesting what, place.
3: Neil, have you ever thought about running trips up in Louisiana certain times of the year out of kayaking?
1: You know, I've <clears throat> I've thought about it. Uh, I just the
3: red uh, the artificials so easy compared to us here i have a fish there but i just know i know people that went. i've
1: got the i've got the opportunity to do it do i want to relocate for part of the year because i could do it yeah i could walk right into that and i i would be booked every day mm-hmm. i just i don't even like driving more than an hour and a half yeah. away to go fishing right. to go to go to louisiana and leave home to do it it would be fun but uh i like where i live
5: I think, I think the difference for me, cause I've, I've, I've kind of bounced the idea around of going out and, you know, doing a month or so out there, you know, and running some trips just for some good clients that I have to take them out there, you know, and, and kind of uh, show a different experience uh, to my clients. Um, and it's just such a, an interesting place, not only to catch fish, but to go and experience the environment and, and what's out there. Um, but, but, the thing that kind of throws me off is I'm not much of a, I'm more of an angler sportsman than I am uh, a meat killer, yeah. if you will. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just my, my you know, particular preference. I don't eat a lot of seafood in general. Yeah. But I will say that the mindset in Louisiana is if you don't come back with a cooler full of fish, you didn't have a good day. Right. You know, uh, trout limits 25 per person That's insane. per day. The redfish limit is five per person with one over. So, you can bring in a 30, 40-inch redfish, one of them. Um, and so, that's that's some of the different But that tells you the state of their fishery. When I mean, we, we stay out there with it a... It
1: shows how much pressure they have on it, too. Yeah. And, they and, just don't have the numbers of people that we have down here. I after. mean, I
5: we stay... When we go out to Louisiana, we stay with a local fishing guide out there. And uh, he runs inshore trips like us. I consider him inshore. Um, but, I mean, I would... Probably say seventy percent of his business is trout trips. Yeah. They don't even read, you know, technical redfish for that. Yeah, it's crazy. But I don't he'll run it. a double. He'll run a double and take four people out, bang a hundred trout, come back in, turn around, go back out, get a hundred trout for a month straight. That's and a lot it's of land. I couldn't do that. That's what I couldn't do. And and so going back to the whole thing, if that's the demand in Louisiana, I wouldn't be a good I wouldn't be a good guide. because yeah. I want a redfish. You know. Mm. Um, but, uh, I think we got a little break coming up. Um, cool. We're
3: going to take a little break then, but, uh, we can, uh, <laughs> I'm over Get here back on it. Sleeping. Uh,
5: talk a little bit more. We'll kind of break down Louisiana here in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk a little bit about more about this. And,
3: and you know, I, I'd like to entertain the idea, quiz both you guys, how the kayak world fits down in Boca with the way they fish. Cause it is different. But uh right now, guys, we will gonna take a little break. Don't forget, if you miss this show, you can check us, you can catch us on podcasts. Just check us out at catmel.com the official website of the radio show, and sign up for the form if, and read all the great articles on there. Or you can also check us out on Facebook.com slash Tampa Fishing Outfitters Radio. You're listening to Tampa Fishing Outfitters Radio on Sports Talk 10 for the team. We'll be right back.
1: Live well, gonna miss her. I guess.
2: Right
0: now I'm on this lake shore Sitting in the sun, I'm sure it'll hit me
5: When I walk through that door tonight Yeah, I'm gonna
2: miss her Oh, lookie there, I've got a vibe
0: Designed by professional guides with four characteristics that all high-end fishing rods have. Durability, sensitivity, stability, and value. Built to use under all fishing conditions that every angler faces, there is no rod that covers more of your fishing needs. O'Hero series rods include gold, platinum, signature, specialty kayak, and tournament rods. A rod for every angler. Whether you're a recreational angler, guide, or tournament professional, they have a rod that will be as versatile as your fishing conditions. Find O'Hero rods at many of your favorite tackle shops, Tampa Fishing Outfitters, or www justforfishing.com.
4: This is Captain Jason Prioto and I have a new product to tell you about that puts more fish on the boat. It's called M80 Supercharged Chum with TNT Sparkle by M80 Marine Products. M80 Chum is a concentrated dried chum that is easily mixed with water and is great to use for all types of fish. From snapper and grouper on the wrecks to greenbacks on the flats. M-80 Chum is always on my boat. If you're interested in purchasing some M-80 Chum or would like more information on the product, just go to their website at www.m80marineproducts.com.
3: Precision Tackle manufactures the best performance floats on the market today. The Cajun Thunder, Back Bay, and Blue Water Thunder all offer quality floats that is the industry's first weighted surface disturbance corks with a noise-attracting click. No gimmicks, just a quality float that delivers trip after trip. Take it from me, Captain Jason Prieto, these floats will put more fish on the boat. From the original Cajun Thunder to the all-new Back Bay Thunder, you will catch more fish. You can pick one up at
4: Tampa Fishing Outfitters or other retailers near you.
3: Captain Jason Prieto here, and if you're in the market for a new boat, I can't think of a better choice than Canyon Bay Boats. From their 2470 with its huge front deck to the popular 2400 with its full transom and offshore capabilities, they have the perfect boat for you. Each boat is custom built to fit your fishing style, and they have an optional list that will make any angler glad they chose Canyon Bay. If you would like more information on Canyon Bay, check out their website at www.canyonbayboats.com or just give them a call for a sea trial at 727-639-7584. This is Captain Jason Prieto, and when I'm getting my engine serviced, I can't think of anywhere better than Alify Marine. Alify Marine is a full-service and warranty facility for Yamaha and Mercury outboards. They are also a dealer for all Weld and StarCraft boats that are in stock and turnkey ready. For all you do-it-yourself guys, they have all Yamalube and Mercury oils in stock. Don't forget, Alify Marine is a sales and warranty center for all PowerPool products to keep your PowerPool in good working condition. Alphi Marine can meet all your service needs. Call now to schedule your next appointment. 813-671-BOAT.
5: O'Hero Braided Line is the only gel-spun fiber line that comes in four colors, including our multi-color braid, which changes every 10 yards for trolling and deep
0: dropping. O'Hero Braided Line is not only the thinnest line in the fishing industry, but also ranks as the
5: highest in abrasion resistance using the highest and latest technology. O'Hero Braid will cast further and last longer. It comes in many spool sizes from 150 yards to bulk size. Very importantly, with great prices. You can find O'Hero Braided Line at many of your favorite tackle shops, Tampa Fishing Outfitters, or online at JustForFishing.com
4: And now it's time for the Come on, man! Sponsored by Foy's Tire Service. If you need to get some new tires on your truck, car, or even your boat, just give Foy's Tire Service a call at 813-
3: 241-4017 And welcome to our third segment of the show come on man and that is the come on man i almost forgot what segment we're on that's what happens when you work all day
1: i got to come on man and talk all night the city of dunedin
3: oh our, no <laughs> no neil don't do it deal
1: so anyway our listeners a bunch of them have been following this because this has been going on for nine months i have not been allowed to take charters off dunedin causeway so stupid so Anyway, this had lingered on long enough where I started sending emails, and the city ignored them, and so I went back to the biggest dude at the county that I was talking Bust to him in the eyes, and I said, uh, <laughs> "I guess you guys want me to do the boycott." And I said, "All the people at the city that were very forthcoming are saying nothing," and so he said, "I'm gonna I'm gonna call and have another meeting with him." So, anyway, this guy writes me an email and said. The city of Dunedin threw their hands up and said that uh, they don't want to make the final decision on it. So the county is going to make the final decision on it.
3: Well, you got them in your in your pocket, right?
1: Well, not necessarily. I mean, this comes down to politics. This 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 is the dumbest situation you need to get Trump involved. I I really don't want him involved. I want him <laughs> negotiating international treaties. Right. <laughs> I
5: figured that would go over well.
1: So anyway, this is probably nearing a conclusion, and I would say it is going to work out for me because I've made a compelling argument. And me, when I, when I have an argument, it, it's usually uh, I'm very concise in how I handle it, and this one's been expressed very clearly. I don't rent kayaks. I do not pose any kind of competition factor for the existing businesses out there, and I bring all these people to that city. So, anyway, that's if if they don't go in my favor, I call every restaurant and every hotel and tell them my clients are not coming to your town. That's just the way it's going to be. But Dunedin, they just they fell apart. They balked. They just weren't. They they just decided they weren't going to be the ones to make the final decision. So. The guy at the county said, I will make some final progress on it. So, nine months later.
5: Come on, man.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And that's all I've got to say about that.
3: (laughs) I'm speechless, Neil. I know. (laughs) Neil, we're talking Boca Grande fishing. We're talking about Louisiana and comparing that between Tampa Bay I am
1: I am opening up a new facet of my business, but it isn't Louisiana. It's Ozello. Ozello is about an hour and 45 minutes north of here.
5: Oyster Bar Central, baby. Oh,
1: yeah. So Captain Brian Epperson, he has bought a property up there. So I am installing um, a kayak rack up there where I'm going to leave a bunch of boats up there. Oh, that's cool. And I will take trips right out from his backyard. There's a bunch of fish right behind his new
5: property. I had some family lived in Ozello and uh the, the and, and you get back to that old floor type fish. thing there too yeah big trout um how do you think the how do the kayakers do in boca grand pretty good or is it kind of there's a there's a there's actually a strong presence of kayakers in in boca grand even like i said you know in general the whole charlotte harbor area one thing that i'll i will say is and it kind of goes back to what we talked about earlier as far as you know shallow running skiffs tower boats things like that you really got to be careful, especially if you're going to be down in that area. And I don't want to say it to both boaters and kayakers. You know, we all kind of fish in the same areas, and especially when you get those low tides down there and you get a tower boat running around and they're scouting or they're trying to get back into a pothole to fish. You know, you don't always see a kayak, and the flip side, the kayaker doesn't always see a boat and things like that. And so that would be my biggest thing as far as a kayaker – Unless you consider it advice or just knowledge, is just be aware that down south there's a lot more boats running flats because it, it is quote unquote legal. And so, you know, just because you're paddling along in a foot and a half of water, don't take it for granted that a 20 foot boat's not going to come flying around the corner. And, and you know, that's
1: the same way up north you get uh, airboats. Mm-hmm. And so. All the people I know that are from areas like up there and areas that you're talking about, I tell them to to get a flag Mm -hmm. and mount it to the back of their kayak where it sticks up. So someone comes and turns a corner, they might know that you're there because you've got a flag sticking up.
5: Right, and and, and, and even more than that, you know, it's down south because you know you do have people running around like that. You kind of, you don't want to be, you might not, you know, if if you have a choice of fishing right up along a point where you are kind of hidden or as opposed to getting out a little bit farther where maybe somebody can see you coming. Right. It might make the smart choice just to kind of fish a little bit out so that if somebody does come wheeling around a corner, you don't get hurt, you know. And uh, and there's a lot of that down south is that real windy creek stuff, and there's, there's a lot of these, you know, just little small troughs that tower boats and big boats will run up and lay it down. And if you're kayaking in that main channel, you're going to find that you're, there's going to be an argument because they're not going to wheel off and pull out of your way. You know They're going to run right down the trough because that's the only place they can go. And so mm-hmm. um, I would say that you see that a little bit more down there where you get the argument of the kayaker fishing in the trough and then the, the tower boat wants to run a mile behind him and there's a predicament there. Right. You know, And nobody's in the wrong and nobody's in the right. I think what it amounts to is you know, everybody have a a, a a good head on their shoulder. And if whoever can make the move, make the move and go on the way. And that way everybody, you know, then the, has he, a
3: chance to fish. One another, it goes beyond where you're fishing. It's just in general, you got to respect one another. Absolutely. Uh, you know, Neil was down in Joe's last week, and I kind of ran behind one of the islands because I was going to swing through the backside versus running through the front and then trying to fish it. And I swung around and I seen in a hole, I think it was you and a few others, and I just... Did a loop around the other backs and came back out the front because I knew that they were. Yeah, fishing we were fishing that. the blowhole. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I was gonna come and fish that that southernest part. I was coming around, I was swing way around and come and sit down and idle in, and fish that southern corner. And I seen there's a bunch of kayakers, and I just swung out and yeah. around. And, and, and there's times where, you know, you run you across. You could have
1: done it. I mean, that whole we were fishing, you doing that would not have affected what we were well, doing. Well, but I,
3: I seen there was that. There was like four, at least four kayakers. I don't know if they were all with you.
1: No, they weren't.
3: And I see, you know what? I'm not going to come back here. They're all fishing. It wasn't a big deal. I was you know just move yeah. on to the yeah. next spot. So you have to just keep that in mind. And I tell you, me doing radio with Neil and, uh, and understanding the, the kayak side of things has really it opens your eyes a little more so sometimes sitting back and listening to what a kayak guy's telling you and yeah. then the kayak guy also listening to the to the, to the 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 boat there's a, times where we might not see you yeah. but if you, if you don't see somebody and you run up on them just stop and say hey man I'm sorry I didn't see you there and yeah. they might cuss you out or whatever but at least you know that you did the right thing yeah, and, and everybody makes mistakes and sometimes you know especially as a captain you got a thousand things running through your mind or even Neil I mean you're being a kayak guide there it's more than just fishing you're not the enjoyment is out of the picture with me yeah
5: you're it's a it becomes a business Your your, you you know safety you know fish you know your clients your boat right you know your gear um but you know going back and forth it, it's funny i'm sitting be- between neil and jason here and i've done quite a bit of kayak stuff i've done the ifa kayak tour and done really well on that and you know that's kind of growing up down the south shore i was a john boat kayak guy you know um and so i kind of know both both worlds and so um as a boat guy you know just like that you know if i'm running down a trough and i know i can jump over to a pothole or get out of their way i will yeah you know but on the flip side if i'm on a kayak and yeah i might want to fish this one trough or whatever but if i see a boat coming and I know he's got an idea where he's going. If they're not, I mean, if they're going to run across the flat, no, no, then, where then you whatever. Are. But if I can paddle out of the way fifteen yards, let them go by and and keep going. Especially if I'm not actively fishing, I then can- I will. You know, and and just little stuff about that's that's that takes the the thing of knowing where you're at, knowing where you're fishing, having ethics on the water, and uh, you know, everybody everybody can get out there and play happily. I mean, really, absolutely. So.
3: Yeah, and I can tell you one area as a kayaker that you need to be very cautious because it's a lane. And the flat that runs...
5: Between Joes and Bishops.
3: Yes. Everybody yeah. runs yep. that flat. That
5: yep. gets shallow there.
3: And if you're a kayaker, be on guard yeah. because there's boats that buzz that all the time. You Please just,
5: just paddle 10, 15 feet out of the way and you'll be fine.
1: Yeah, just stay out of those lanes.
3: You know, I, I spun mean, a prop. One time I spun a prop was avoiding a boy in the kayaker. I was... And I and I had made a judgment call, and I wasn't doing bad, but I cut it. it the The tide was a little lower than I thought, mm-hmm. so I was running, and I got around that corner, and I was gonna get that flat to get to the channel. And I see two kayakers going right to the middle. Yeah. So it was either run by them, or I did a or I swung the boat around. When I swung around, I hit that little john boat that's right up on shore, spun yep. my prop. Yeah. So my customer told me I should have blew past the kayaker, but I said. You know, I didn't want to do the wrong thing, and and, 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 they, right. and they
5: just didn't realize I've, what they I've were ran, doing. I've had that happen to me a handful of times in that same spot. That's why I knew yeah. you didn't have to say it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's tough it's, on both it's sides. It's tough, you know. But
3: Well, guys, with Taylor Bray, we get back. we we'll talking more fishing with Captain Travis Yackel and Neil Taylor. You're listening to Tampa Fishing Outfitters Radio on Sports Talk 10 for the team.
2: This is Captain Danny Garino. One of the questions asked of a live bait fishing guide is, what should I use to chum up live bait? The answer is Perino 45, and Smelt Feed and Pet Supply carries it. It's cheaper and better than making it yourself. Smelt Feed and Pet Supply is conveniently located in Tampa at 4116 East 7th Avenue. Just ask for the bait chum that all the fishing guides use. Smelt Feed and Pet Supply, 248 2359 or you can visit them on the web at smeltfeed.com.
1: Fishing Supply Liquidators, where your fishing dollar goes further. Over 500,000 top brand name rods, reels, lures, and frozen bait at crazy low prices. Open seven days a week, we teach people how to catch fish and back up our sales with professional and courteous service, rod and reel repair, and support. We can custom order any fishing tackle item that we don't stock. We're located at the Oldsmar Flea Market. Come on in.
5: Are you looking for high-performance and top-quality fishing gear that will hold up under the toughest of fishing conditions? Then check out the O'Harrow lineup of fishing products, now available at your local tackle, retailer, or online at o'harrowfishing.com. Choose from a wide variety of rods, reels, lines, tools, and accessories to help you get the job done next time you're reeling in the big one. O'Harrow conquering the fishing world one cast at a time. 12
1: Fathom Saltwater Series Lures Top Quality Soft Plastic baits. The line of 12 Fathom Lures are designed to trick all species and are available in the most productive colors. Visit their website 12fathom.com. Use the lures pros throw 12 Fathom Lures and catch more fish? Make them an offer they can't refuse with 12 Fathom Lures. The old saying, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, holds true for your vehicle's health as well as your personal health. The experienced technicians at At Home Auto Care perform a free safety inspection with any maintenance or repair service, allowing them to spot a minor problem before it turns into an expensive breakdown. All repairs are guaranteed at At Home Auto Care.
0: At Home Auto Care, 2003 South U.S. Highway 41 in Ruskin, Florida. Call
3: 813-645-0339 to schedule your vehicle for an appointment today.
4: This is Captain Jason Prieto. If you want to keep up with Danny and myself during the week to see what our latest catch is, just find us on Facebook. Search Tampa Fishing Outfitters Radio Show and hit the like button. We will keep you dialed in on
3: what's biting on Tampa Bay.
2: Captain Danny Garino here. DOA Lures has done it again. Captain Mark Nichols of DOA Lures has introduced his newest creation... DOA Airhead. It will bring fish out of any hiding place. DOA Lures, the unfair advantage. Innovators not followers. Check them out at the local tackle store or on the web at doalures.com
1: This is Neil Taylor with CapMel.com, Florida's number one fishing website founded by Captain Mel Berman. Your one stop for all your online fishing needs. C A P M E L.com. Again, that's CapMel.com.
2: Want to fish with one of the hosts of the Tampa Fishing Outfitters radio show? All you have to do is give us a call. 813 373 2610. And now it's time for the Captain's Tip of the Week.
3: This segment brought to you by Pole shallow water anchors. Swift, silent, and secure. For more information, go to powerpole.com. And welcome to our last segment of the show. Gobble gobble. Turkey time's over. Now we're time to move on to Christmas. Woo! And break the bank. I know this is late, we but we need never. charters. We need charters. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> kids kids to buy presents for. Neil's got some hot chicks he's got to take out you yep, know, to dinner. dinner. Got to spend take him to the fat
1: cat. Got to spend at least 10 bucks on that. <laughs> you high roller, you. <laughs> but,
3: uh, guys, wanted to uh, throw this out there. I want to send the condolences all that, to the stuff that happened in Paris. I know it's off topic, but I, I feel it's uh, our duty as being on the radio media. Uh, life is crazy, man. It is, man. People need to be stopped being so crazy. People need to get a hobby, go fishing.
1: Go fish, man. Well, then, I mean, a couple of days later, there was someone tried hijacking a plane. They did an emergency landing. They took him down. Then there was, uh, there was high alerts in Germany. Yeah, well, they thought that there may be an attack happening in Germany, which I'm not. I didn't hear if that actually did happen, but they, there, they well, were that, scared of it.
3: There, there's just a lot of stuff, and this ISIS need a nip in the butt, man. They, they've got to do something with it. It's a real, and that that's. That's big. I mean, that's bigger than Maybe anything. these
1: 20,000 Syrians that they're bringing into the country will fix it for us.
3: Yeah. Uh, you know what it's called? <laughs> Americans with guns. That'll fix it. Start capping them. I mean, you really, we uh, we as Americans are getting too slack. We are too slack. We're too laid back. need to start making examples out of people. I'm going to start doing
5: offshore charters for them.
3: Yeah, we'll tie an anchor just... <laughs> to them.
5: What? Well, you did what? They're one-way ticket There's charters. One. There's another one. There you go we'll make and we'll
3: make reefs out of them (laughs) that's what we'll run a banner you want you want to do you want
5: to you want to do something bad we'll just make you a reef that's right man (laughs) artificial reef. gears limited cinder blocks and chain baby
3: yeah but uh you know that and that's off topic but i I felt the need to say something it's it's a real shame what's going on over there and uh uh you know kudos to paris 48 hours they they put their foot
5: down and
1: Dude. I didn't even know they owned airplanes but they're going over and bombing <laughs> well, the heck out of people.
3: They yeah. ain't playing. <laughs> now, I tell you They here, put
5: the batons away, man. Who's yeah. the uh
3: here's the scary part of that whole deal is is the reaction to that. It, it's they set the example but you know I, I think they kind of retaliated on the uh, a, a little fast. I think it was needed but uh we'll see what's going to happen on the retaliation but uh let's just hope everything goes smooth, man. Life is too there's too many things in life to have fun and do. Go get a hobby. Do something, man. Them guys over there.
1: Those people, a hobby is getting a goat and making it their woman.
3: Yeah, and see, that's the problem. <laughs> that is definitely the problem, Neil. <laughs> that is the problem over there. That's just not normal. <laughs> not what enough you, goats over We here. need to <laughs> let them experience the American life for a week, and we'll
5: just leave man, it at that. That's what huh? we
1: could do. We could make these people more peaceful. We just send them all of our goats.
5: Yeah, just pack up the goats and... <laughs> Send them over, man. Let's get um, back to fishing. I'm done with that. <laughs> Speaking Neil, of which, the, Neil, I didn't see many goats in Louisiana when I was out there fishing. What do they mean? but uh, Plenty of redfish. Plenty of redfish, man. Yeah. Um, God, Back that, on that topic, huh? That play, Yeah, no kidding.
3: <laughs> Neil, every week, man, he, he takes it to the new level. I mean, just when you thought you've heard it all, Neil brings it. If it ain't done eating, it's goats.
1: Bestiality. <laughs>
3: God. I tell you. You know, it, it's just people need hobbies. Hobbies are good. Yeah. It keeps it keeps people sane. You got to have something. Hobbies are look, expensive too. They are, but you know what? It, it, it whether it's fishing, whether it's hunting, it gives you something to look. You forward need an to outlet on that. You need an Week outlet. of grind. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's I like working on my on my my uh, car. That's my outlet. Oh, well, the the thing never seems to run right this year, but. <laughs> You know, it's something that I look forward to beyond fishing. Fishing's work for me. I do enjoy it, but it's something I can get away. And I I think everybody needs that nowadays. Um, And and, you know, a lot of it's fishing. There's no more enjoyment when you get on the boat and you got somebody uh, on the boat and they're just, you know, that that's the enjoyment for fishing to me. I I, care less about catching. Yeah, I tell you,
5: man, it's funny. You know, um, after running charter business here for a while now and and getting going, and I've, I've taken a couple boat rides you know, pre fishing for tournaments and sight, and just going out, riding around, just looking around. That's no and pressure I get more to. enjoyment about that than sometimes than, than, actually catching fish sometimes. Well, at that um, point you get to
3: relax and enjoy. Yeah. That. It's just, There's,
5: a, it's, it's peaceful being out there and, and putting in some work and, you know, not having to, uh, it seems like when you don't, when you don't have to catch a fish or have to find a fish, you can't keep them out of the boat. Right. Right. Well, <laughs> um, you know, and, and the the other thing,
3: like, you know, that's one thing. The IFA, we fished this year, and two things were enjoyable about it. I don't enjoy all the crap. You know, I thought captains were bad. I'm listening to the captains meeting. I, oh, And man. it's like a bunch of guys that – some are really good fishermen, but there's probably 10% of them are actually captains. It's like a bunch of guys that just got their captain's license they has got to tell you about the biggest fish that they lost. Mm-hmm. And one thing about the charter business – when you've done it for a while i'm going on 11 years and when you've done it as long as i've done and you know i'd like to think i'm a pretty accomplished captain i don't care about the big fish you call i just want to have a conversation when you see how life's going you know hey right. what's going on you know and, and they just don't get they excited about it they still get that excitement to catch big fish to me it's cool for customers but you know it, it's it's not the it's not the big picture what I do enjoy is uh, a good buddy of mine, Brian, and we'll go way back. He fished terms together. And uh, we get on the boat, man, and we had the best time. Like, we're competitive. We want to win. But, man, we just, we really talk about old times, you know, joke around with each other. And and I'd say what else I enjoyed is throwing artificials. Mm-hmm. Something different. I'm not throwing a cast net. You know, live well's empty. And actually going through that whole process of throwing artificials and and, and really going after the hunt was cool. So that that's the enjoyment of it. Um, it's not all about catching fish, guys. And this is coming from some guys that you know do this for a living. It's not always about catching fish. It's the atmosphere, It's about having a good time on the boat, uh, the camaraderie between you, your captain, and, and whoever your group is you bring. And I think that's big to push with people in it. And you know, there's days when we have slow days, and I've yeah. had days where we've wrecked them, and the people that I had on the slower days were more had, satisfied. Had a better time. Then the guys I always
5: were. tell people, you know, and, and it's, it's kind of an anomaly, but I say, you know, it's a one liner I use all the time. And I said, man, as soon as y'all start having fun, we'll catch some fish. Yeah. You know, and you've got two kinds of clients. You got that client and you got the client that is they don't start having fun until they catch fish. And I kind of, I, that's the way I push it is start having a little fun, goof off, have a good time, enjoy what you're doing. And it kind of falls into play Yeah. because if you're constantly worried about it, Constantly thinking about when is it gonna bite, you know, you're antsy. Sometimes it just doesn't happen, or it feels like it's longer than what it should be. Have a good time. You're you're out there for a reason, you know. You're not fishing in a marlin tournament for a million dollars. Yeah. Have a good time and enjoy what you're doing. If not, what 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 makes you happy? Is it the big fish? Because if that's what you're banking on, chances are it won't happen. Right. You know. Chances Um, of
3: getting on, you
5: know, that 40-inch snook. It's I've been be fishing tough. for a long time and I've got I've got two snook over 40 inches. Uh, I'm personally. the same way with you. I mean I've caught a lot in the 30s, you know, but to get one that big and I've got clients that have came out with me, never caught a snook before, and are sitting 38, 39, 40. Yeah. You know. Um Well, and, and I'll tell you so why it's that just, happens.
3: The reason why that happens, a couple reasons. If you want to go for a forty something inch snook, and, and Neil, I'm sure you agree with us, you need to get you a big old piece of junk bait throw it on the bottom, and sit there, you're going to catch catfish after catfish. I, I put
1: up big numbers of snook over 40 inches, and I've done a majority of it on lures. Yep. My,
3: my biggest snook was on a on an artificial You lure. guys got me beat because I never yep. caught anything of size. I've caught, well, uh, actually, the IFA, we caught 30, more fish than IFA, and I'm catching 33-inch snook on uh on Z-Man. Uh, I got them on Speaking a Speaking of which, but when we were
5: down in Boca, I mean, in the redfish tournament, I caught four snook, the biggest one was about thirty four inches and those were all on uh little baby small pinfish that like yeah. we were fishing with. Right. You know, but in pockets, little potholes. I mean you're standing in ankle deep water. Yeah. Um, and uh, getting these fish. So
3: But then bigger um, snook are gonna be it's gonna be a boring trip. If you yeah, say you want big If you're snook, going for big snook, you're, if you're gonna, just gonna go, big go for go big, big snook,
5: you're gonna go bigger go home. Well we've got two minutes
3: left. Travis, give your information
5: out. let's do it. You do some trips out of Boca Grande. Yeah, we do some, some trips down, down south. Bay. We do Tampa Bay, um You can catch me at uh, my cell phone, that's 813-830-3474, or you can uh, check me out on the web, that's uh, www.fishbyinstinct.com. I also got a Facebook page, it's Instinct Fishing Co., Um, and so, you know, with those three options, you can get a hold of me, or if if you're uh, looking to get a trip, want to do some redfish here or there, you can get a hold of Jason or Danny or Neil, these guys know how to get a hold of me, and uh, we can uh, get you squared away.
3: Absolutely. Travis, we appreciate you coming in and helping us out and uh, being a guest. And I'm sure we'll have you on some more. And, uh, Neil, let's go do some fishing, man. Okay. Tight lines, everybody. Go catch them up. Precision Tackle offers a variety of spoons and spinner baits that are superior to any others on the market today. The Flats Intruder wheeler Spoons are offered in eighth-ounce, quarter-ounce, and half-ounce sizes and come in gold, silver, copper, and black. Precision Tackle also offers the Thunderspin, Cajun Flash, and Stalker Spinner Baits. These baits are made to perform flawlessly in saltwater and catch plenty of trout, redfish, flounder, and mackerel.
4: This is Captain Jason Prieto. If you want to keep up with Danny and myself during the week to see what our latest catch is, just find us on Facebook. Search Tampa Fishing Outfitters Radio Show and hit the like button. We will keep you dialed in on what's biting on
3: Tampa Bay. Want to catch more fish? Try O'Hero's 100% fluorocarbon leader.
0: It's by far the most invisible fluorocarbon on the market today with superior abrasion resistance to meet any rugged saltwater conditions. O'Hero fluorocarbon leader is easy to tie and comes in all strengths to fit every angler's needs. Used by many tournament anglers and charter boat captains, O'Hero fluorocarbon leader should be in your tackle box. See them at www.justforfishing.com, Tampa Fishing Outfitters, or any of your major tackle shops.
3: This is Captain Jason Prieto, and when I'm getting my engine serviced, I can't think of anywhere better than Alify Marine. Alify Marine is a full-service and warranty facility for Yamaha and Mercury outboards. They are also a dealer for all Weld and StarCraft boats that are in stock and turnkey ready. For all you do-it-yourself guys, they have all Yamalube and Mercury oils in stock. Don't forget, Alify Marine is a sales and warranty center for all PowerPool products to keep your PowerPool in good working condition. Alify Marine can meet all your service needs. Call now to schedule your next appointment. 813-671-BOAT.
4: This is Captain Jason Prieto, and I have a new product to tell you about that puts more fish on the boat. It's called M80 Supercharged Chum with TNT Sparkle by M80 Marine Products. M80 Chum is a concentrated, dried chum that is easily mixed with water and is great to use for all types of fish. From snapper and grouper on the wrecks to greenbacks on the flats, M80 Chum is always on my boat. If you're interested in purchasing some M80 Chum or would like more information on the product, just go to their website at www.M80MarineProducts.com.
1: Live, local. This is kind of a great thing, and I'll tell you what. Your home for NBC Sports, the
5: new Sports Talk 1040, The Team, and SportsTalkClarida.com.